0: Hey, this is another edition of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the Town Hall VIP podcast that asks the question, what have you got that's better to do than listen to me? Because you're in quarantine, I'm in quarantine, it's top secret, here I am, I'm in the bunker at Fort Schlichter, um, going a little stir crazy, going a little nuts, I got a lot of questions, Uh, we will share those with you as we go through Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the Town Hall VIP podcast. Yeah, this just goes on and on and on with no real end in sight. We've heard about Easter. Maybe it's Easter, but I'm getting these alerts on my phone from the county of Los Angeles. And they keep telling me this is going on till April 19th. I don't think anybody knows anything. And I think people ought to stop saying anything if they don't know anything. It's annoying. It's tiresome. And it's not going to stop anytime soon. Like I said, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about what's going on. I have a question about why there's a pineapple sitting on the middle of our table. Doesn't SpongeBob live in a pineapple? I think he does. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. These are the kind of things that are going through my mind because I can't get out of the house and do the things I want to do. I've been wondering right now, what's Insane Clown Posse doing? Yeah. Uh, shaggy Two dope and uh i forget the other guy's name i anyway, know one of them shaggy Two dope anyway what, what's the insane clown posse doing i have no idea i wish i knew i think it's probably kind of yeah, you think they're socially distancing themselves from other juggalos these are the questions that are being raised in my head as i sit here now Uh, since this is unredacted the town hall VIP podcast with Kurt Schlichter um, and not fighting words which is my Hugh Hewitt podcast where I actually you know I talk about serious subjects and I don't say shit and other words like that on it Uh, this one look if you're looking for something coherent if you want a theme and a narrative I think you better go to my other podcast because it's just not going to work out I'm just going to freaking stumble my way through and um I'm getting a little stir crazy. Getting a little stir crazy. I think the walls are closing in a little. Kitchen's closing in. Living room's closing in. Dogs are insane, bitey and barky. No doubt at some point during this episode, they will start barking at the window. And I will just be like, stop. And it'll just be crazy time. Because that's, you know, kind of how it is on Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. You know, I don't. Hold on. Hold on. Gosh, we're only three minutes in. We have so far to go. So anyway, let's 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 look at the weekend review. The week began with a couple of uh, halfwits deciding that the answer to all their problems with coronavirus would be to gobble some fish cleaner. Now, I understand that. I who hasn't wanted to gnaw on some fish cleaner. I like artisanal fish cleaner. I, I like to get it at Whole Foods. I don't get that normal fish cleaner. You get it like a Ralph's or a Safeway. Because that's for the proles, baby. No, I go for a higher level of fish cleaner. Uh, I like it bespoke and artisanal. And frankly, locally sourced. Now, my wife's gone crazy, too. She's making masks uh, with her sewing machine. And, and they're colorful. And she looks like a gay bank robber. I don't know what the hell to do. I'm just hmm. it's not a picture. It's just it's just words, honey. It's too bad they're missing out. They're missing out. Yeah, because I look like a hobo who got eaten and thrown up by another hobo. That's where I'm at. Right now we're uh we're actually uh kind of kind of breaking the law in a sense. We a uh, uh, a friend of ours are coming over live near us and they're going to uh bring some brawny towels that they found Arena was thrilled her paper products are becoming about 60 percent of her life right now and they're going to come by and i'm i'm going to give them alcohol so we'll we'll sit in the front yard and drink pretty much like we're you know supporting characters in justified starring nick searcy is a personal friend of ours i just want to Throw that out there, star of stage and screen. It's kind of weird being in California because you actually know people who are in the business, but you know them as like normal people, right? Nick's a normal guy. I like see him out. I see him at bars and things, you know, restaurants, whatever. And it's just like a normal guy. And then every once in a while, he'll be like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm doing a play in Newport Beach. You guys want to come down?" So we we go. We get dinner, get a nice dinner. Go go see him in a play. And it's like a real play. It's like, this is what he does. He's like a real actor. He, I mean, he's skilled. I mean, he's like, you know, A-list, you know, Oscar-nominated movie kind of actor. And you see him and you're like, this guy's really good. Oh, yeah. And he's like a pal. Well, that's kind of like L.A. I, you know, I'll, I'll walk along the Strand and I'll see, you know, TV stars. You know, The Strand's kind of the walk by the beach, which they closed today because apparently you're not allowed to get exercise. I don't think anybody's hearing that because I'm watching out the window and people are walking by, you know, in their little sporty baseball caps and pushing, you know, strollers and walking their dogs. I've walked my dogs twice today. It's not enough for them. What are you doing, Barky? What are you doing? He says, I'm looking at you, idiot. Great. Here's here's what it's come to. I'm pondering and saying clown posse. I'm talking to my dog. And he's answering. That's the weird part. So anyway, LA's kind of like that. But LA's completely stopped. LA's just weird now. There's nobody out. The streets are relatively deserted. You go to Trader Joe's, uh, you know, because I need my artisanal, artisanal fish cleaner for dinner. And um, there's a line. They're only laying like 50 people in. So people are like lined up to go into Trader Joe's. It's really weird. I feel like I'm in the Soviet Union, except there's stuff to buy. Oh, yeah. We're in California, so why why wouldn't I feel like we're in the Soviet Union? Lots of strange stuff. I got an email uh, from the um, Human Resources Command of the Army. And it says they are uh, asking retired folks to come back on active duty. Now, the MOSs, that's military occupational specialty to you slacker civilians, uh, are all medical ones. It's like respiratory therapist, pulmonary therapist, emergency nurse, that kind of thing. There's an MOS for everything. It's very specific. I, I when I went to OCS, uh, my roommate was, cause, cause they're prior enlisted guys. You know, I came straight from basic, but most are prior enlisted guys. His MOS was like, you know, 47 Yankee, which is saxophone. He literally played saxophone in the army. That was his thing. And, um. Yeah. So that occurred. Anyway, they've got all these weird MOSs for medical guys, but they're like, ah, and our guys will take you too if you know, you, you know, we're just making a list, seeing who's willing to come back. And I'm thinking, do I want to come back? And I'm like, what can I do? Well, I can organize things. I can lead things. I can command things. But what are the chances they're going to bring a retired guy back to give any kind of like cool job to? Now, I'll be making coffee for the guy, you know, the the four-star general who's actually doing his well Actually, I'll be overseeing the lieutenant who makes coffee for the general. You know, it has to go through me because I'd be a colonel. In any case, I just don't see myself coming back. The uh, adjutant general of the California National Guard suggests I come to the State Guard, which is kind of a, a state military organization. And it's a voluntary one, and I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, not so much. Probably would be hard to do podcasts like Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the, the Town Hall VIP podcast, uh, if I was off doing military stuff. But, you know, if they call me, they call me. That would be interesting. I uh, I did a lot of disaster stuff. I did uh, LA riots, Los Angeles earthquake, one Northridge earthquake. San Diego Fires, I commanded a lot of guys in that one. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've done stuff in it, and it's kind of interesting. It's funny, you watch the news, and I, 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 like, all the generals and colonels were guys I know. So it's like, anytime they're on TV, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. You know, it's Kurt Schlichter, the name dropper. Knows all the movie stars and the army guys. Well, actually, I know all the conservative movie stars. So that would be Nick Searcy and Adam Baldwin. So that's pretty much it. What else we got going on? Well, we have our retarded dog upstairs barking. Could you please silence that dog? My audience is uh, being disturbed. What? She's like the wind. I can't control it. She's like the wind. What movie was that? Oh, that was Dirty Dancing. See, everybody's watching movies now. And I'm trying to watch movies. I can't find any I like. Or if I find one I like, no one else wants to watch it. Anyone want to watch The Road Warrior for the 600th time? No! You suck. Uh, so we're rewatching Justified. I think we're like on the 15th episode. It's just fantastic. Stirring. Star of stage and screen, Nick Searcy, by the way. Uh, it, it is a fantastic show so we're watching that we'll probably watch the shield next at this rate we're probably not able to watch everything on Netflix I'll tell you what I'm not gonna watch I don't have any desire to watch the Tiger King right that's the one everybody's talking about it's about this uh, these people it's a true life thing and they have big cats and they kill each other and they're you know weirdos and it's like eh, you, you know if you're only kind of... A subject of something because you look bizarre—that's not really a thing. That's a gimmick. As one of my uh, pals once said, "People who look interesting aren't." And I don't think Sigfried and Roy are interesting at all. So I'm not sure these guys are interesting. So anyway, that's uh, that's a thing that's going on. What else we got? I'm just trying to see what other things that are happening because you know everything's kind of stopped. Everything's kind of halted, and I don't know i I just don't know how it's gonna turn out now, there are a lot of people who are saying that next week is going to be the big one. the week of the thirtieth. Uh, that's gonna be the big one where we're gonna have a lot of people die, a lot of people diagnose positive. Uh, We might uh, get overwhelmed and that that certainly could happen But I just, you know, I don't have any objective information that says that's not likely to occur I just have a gut feeling I don't Here's why and it doesn't mean anything and I'm not like Mr. Science Guy you ought to rely on this This is, you know, this is how it's going to be This is, you know, this is the way it's got to happen Because science and, you know, I don't want to deny science, but, you know, I'm not using science. I just have a gut feeling. I haven't, I don't know anybody firsthand who has the coronavirus. I have, I know somebody who has a niece who came back from Madrid who may or may not have the coronavirus. Hasn't been tested. Was sick. All right. Okay. But other than, and, and, and of course at CPAC some uh, uh, human Petri dish uh, interacted with Matt Schlapp and Representative Doug Collins and I sat with both of them for like 15 minutes when I was guest hosting for Mike Gallagher and I was right next to him and if they were infected, you know, seems like I'd pretty much be infected. But I don't know. I just... And then then I look at something like Charles Gasparino and he tweets... You know, my brother runs the ICU in Brooklyn. Go inside where the sick people are. It's truly a war zone. Please don't minimize what's going on. Uh, and I, I, know, I know Charles Gasparino. He, he, he turned me on to the uh, best veal parmesan I have ever had. And ironically, right after that, he stopped eating meat. Uh, he's a good reporter. He's a good guy. I don't always agree with everything he says, but, you know, he knows his stuff. So he's saying, hey, you know, my brother, who I trust, says it's a freaking nightmare. It's not a nightmare here. Is it going to be a nightmare everywhere? Is that how epidemics work? Do they spread evenly? Or are we going to see concentration in certain locations like dense cities like New York? Now, Los Angeles is a weird city because we are not dense. We are spread out. That's, you know, that's the famous freeway thing. We have freeways because it's so damn far from everything. I mean, you know there's There's places I got to go. they're like thirty miles away, and that's just like normal, and everything takes an hour and a half not now though there's nobody out there Here, Here's a the weird thing. I have not been on the freeway in like uh, probably two weeks a week or two at least. I'm on the freeway in probably two weeks. Weird. Uh, I think the last time i was I was coming back from doing Trish Regan's show Trish Regan I got uh, laid off by the way. She left fox Fox business. Uh, and I used to do her show every couple weeks. And that's, huh. I don't know the story. No inside information. Just throwing that out there. In any case, where was I before I wandered off like, uh, you know, a drunk on St. Patrick's Day, you know, following an interesting squirrel? Well, I was just saying, look, I'm not feeling the impact. And I'm not convinced the impact's going to be huge. I could be completely wrong. I have no data to support this. Don't go, well, you know, Kurt's not feeling it. I'm going to go out and hug people and lick them and lick doorknobs. Don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't feel it. Am I still participating in social distancing? Yes, but largely because I tend to dislike other people. Because a lot of people are stupid. I love you, Town Hall VIP members. Love you. You guys can, you know, y'all can hug me and caress me. Do whatever you want. Treat me like Joe Biden treats, you know, a 15-year-old. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. It's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to express, I'm trying to, I'm trying to share my feelings here because I have so many. I have so many feelings about the coronavirus thing. Uh haven't been able to see my parents in about three weeks. They moved down to Southern California to be near me and my brother who lives near me. And, uh... We, uh, we, we can't go over there. My, my dad uh, uh, has a kidney transplant, so he's got immune issues. So we can't go over there. We can't risk that. That's crazy talk. So they're kind of stuck in their house. They can get food delivered. And we, we, we literally drop stuff off on their porch. It's just weird. I feel like I'm in some 40s movie where they're talking about a small, you know, you want to get, you want, don't want to get the smallpox. It's just It's just a strange time. And I hope this doesn't become a habit. Here's what I'm worried about. That the powers that be get used to exercising this kind of power. They should be circumspect about it. They should not be doing this promiscuously or easily. They should not be happy about it. They should not be excited to be telling people what to do. They should be reluctant. They should do only the minimum that they feel they need to do. And I don't know. I think they're getting a taste for power. You know, it's a lot easier to govern us up at the Americans if we're all stuck in our house all the time. I can just see media... Kurt says it's a conspiracy to keep people in our houses so liberals can own them. Well, yeah, but... No. I I just don't want them to get in the habit of thinking this is okay. And I don't want this to happen every year. We cannot have... The annual, okay, everybody, hide in your house thing. Can't happen. We need to do a few things. Because, you know, this has been such a giant problem. And it hasn't been a problem in 100 years. So, you know, it's a case of the the the, the risk of it happening is low. The impact risk is high. You know, like the 100-year flood. You know, you get the flood once in 100 years, but, you know, you probably want to build the house so it can withstand the 100-year flood. Well, we should build a house so it can withstand the 100-year pandemic. And we need to do a number of things. We need to be much faster, cut off travel, cut off places where there are outbreaks of weird stuff. Doesn't help that you have a communist government being sucked up to by the American media who is hiding the facts and the truth. Does not help. But that's, that was the case here. Won't always be the case. Remember, the Spanish flu started in Kansas. Should have called it the Kansas flu. I wouldn't resent it if they called it. It's not racist against Kansans. I mean, that's where flu started. And the Wuhan flu started in in, in Wuhan. And, you know, step one to anything, stop eating weird shit. All right? Don't eat bats. Don't eat civets. Stop chewing on pangolins. Don't eat weird shit. And I know I keep coming back to this, but I, I feel I have to. Don't eat weird shit. You would think that people would say that once and it would be enough. You think, oh, okay, I won't eat weird shit. But no, no, we've said during the SARS thing, where did SARS come from? It came from eating weird shit. Don't eat weird shit. All right. Eat a cow, which is not the species that cows are, but that's a whole different story. Don't want to get in that fight. Eat a pig, eat a chicken, eat a turkey, eat a lamb, you know, venison, I can go for wild boar, that really counts as pork. But don't eat weird shit. All right? I don't want to see you, you know, hey, I've got aardvark kebabs. No, stop it. You don't need to be eating aardvarks. That's just freaking weird. Don't eat weird shit. Step one to stopping it. Step two, better surveillance. Like I said, step three. Uh, we have we we've now learned we need to be more aggressive about cutting off travel from places. Uh, We can stockpile stuff. It doesn't make sense to stockpile 50 million masks. That's kind of stupid, but, you know, maybe 5 million, 10 million, maybe. The ventilator thing, you know, well, if it's worth, if it saves one human life, we can't put economics ahead of human life. Newsflash, you do every single freaking day. Do you have a car? Yes. Great, congratulations. You have put something ahead of human life because cars kill about 30,000 30, people a year. It's weird. They've, they've killed 30,000 people for the, like, like the last 70 years. As our population has grown, the number of death per capita has dropped, but the absolute number has, uh, is about the same, as I understand it. So yes, we, 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 we trade off lives and safety for economics and other reasons all the time, as we should. OK, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Mature adults do that. Leadership is about choices and choices involve weighing risk and benefit. That's what leadership is. And so you see a lot of people going, well, you know, Donald Trump, you're putting lives in danger if you less out of our houses. Well, yeah, you're right. It's a risk of some level. What we need to do is evaluate the risk and see if we can accept it. Accepting risk is a mark of maturity. Refusing to accept risk is a form of dysfunction. They used to have that in the military. What they would have is, uh, that's the zero defects mili- uh, uh, mentality. That is, if anything screwed up under your command, you were done. Fire. Over. Do you think that made for aggressive, innovator, innovative go-getters who um, tried new things in an effort to do their job better? Or do you think it led... To a bunch of timid wusses who tried not to do anything, so nothing went wrong. You are correct. It is that. And that's not what we want. We're going to have to balance out risks and rewards, costs and benefits, when we start talking about ending the lockdown of the country. Which seems to be getting tighter and tighter every day. It's very, very freaking annoying. And we're going to have to have that discussion soon because a lot of people are losing jobs. A lot of people are going to go bankrupt. You know, we can hold on for a little while. We can do this for a little bit. But, guys, this cannot be a permanent thing. It cannot. I don't know exactly what the answer is. I don't know when the risks stop outweighing the rewards. Or the risks start You get what I mean. I don't know exactly when that is. We we need to figure that out as a society, but we do need to figure it. Refusing to balance risk and reward, cost and benefit is a sign of immaturity. It is not leadership. It is childish and stupid, and we cannot do it. So let me wrap up this um, latest edition of Unredacted with Kirch like the Town Hall VIP Podcast. By once again asking the question that I have not gotten an answer to. And you can email me at, you know, Schlichter at townhall.com. What is Insane Clown Posse doing right now? That's what I want to know. Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J is the other one. Violent J is the other one. I'm not sure if Violent J is the fat one or the thin one. Freaking Magnets. How do they work? But... Uh, As you can see, I'm kind of losing my mind. So next week should be super spectacular. And gosh, we didn't cover uh, Joe Biden and uh, his Tara Reid thing. Not that Tara Reid, a different one. But check out my Monday Town Hall column because I go into it in great detail. Because it's a little bit hypocritical. A little bit hypocritical of the Dems. Just a, a tiny bit that you have, you know, credible allegations with a time and a place and a and a gross act. Apparently, he did to her what Donald Trump was talking about in the Access Hollywood video, if you know what I'm saying. And he said something to her. It sounds exactly, according to her, it sounds exactly like uh, 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 Joe Biden would say. So, it's more credible than Christine Blasey Ford, the intermittently flight woman. I'm afraid to fly on an airplane, except now. I'm totally not afraid now. So, anyway, you want to check out my Monday Town Hall column. Check out my Wednesday uh, Town Hall VIP column. And I got, you know, a Thursday one coming, too. You want to read my books, People's Republic, Indian Country, Wildfire, and Collapse. Great way to kill the time while you're staring at your walls as they close in on you. And suffocate you and smother you and make you want to, you know, hunt humans for sport. I'll see you next time on Unredacted. Kirk Bye-bye.